Hello and welcome in to Season 2 on the Recovery to Recovered podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Caleb McCall. Tune in for Kingdom Conversations with Kingdom People and where we talk everything recovery and the church. Hello and welcome in our to our family. Pastor Caleb here, ready to jump on and speak with you today. We are in Season 2. I am so pumped. I'm so excited that you decided to listen in and tune in today to what I would have to say and really what I believe the Lord is is wanting me to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk some recovery stuff today, um, and I could not be more excited. Of course, we're going to go to the Word when talking in recovery, um, but I just want to give a quick plug real quick. This is uh, the second episode on season two. Obviously, if you listen to uh, the first episode, I preached on life with the whole overturning of Roe v. Wade. Um, I preached that message at my church. Um, It's got a lot of attention on uh, other platforms and different things. I was attacked uh, because of that word. I was attacked for preaching life and preaching the Bible. But hey, Jesus warns us about that, doesn't he? He warns us that uh, if they hated him first, they will hate you as well. Um, But it wasn't all hate. Amen. We Uh, I received a lot of love and a lot of appreciation for just standing up and preaching and speaking the truth, which that is what we are called to do. So long story short, just wanted to thank you for tuning in to episode one there. This is season two. I was working on uh, the show a little bit today, uh, lining up some new guests that are going to be coming on the show here in season two. Uh, my house will be finished in September. Uh, me and my wife are building. We're almost done. Y'all pray for us. Lord, have mercy. Y'all pray for us. Uh, but uh, I plan, I've plan. i got an office there that I'm going to be turning into a studio. So a lot of these audio um, for the podcast show will also be available to you visually as well as we're going to continue some of the uh, Zoom uh, recordings with uh, the Recovery to Recovered show where we got our guest on and we're interviewing folks that are doing kingdom things. You know, that was one of my hearts for the show was to bring on the fivefold ministry, talk about what is going on in the kingdom, speaking with dynamic leaders, speaking with uh, spirit-filled leaders and dynamic leaders across the country, across the world. And uh, I was reaching out, talking to some folks, uh, getting some things lined up. And so I'm just telling you, y'all keep tuning into the show, download every episode that you can, like, share, subscribe, let's get this thing popping, amen, come on somebody, we gotta get the word out, cause some kingdom stuff is happening from right here on this show, and I cannot thank you enough for tuning in. So as you well know, on the Recovery to Recovered podcast, I'm gonna, by the way, uh, definitely start using Uh, a little shorter acronym, I guess you could say, uh, for the show. And so you'll hear me say R to R family uh, a lot here on the show. And so, you know, on the Recovery to Recovered podcast, we, we, of course, we talk a lot of recovery stuff. One of the main questions I always ask our guests that are on the show is what what is the role of uh, the church when it comes to recovery? Um, and so we, we always have some great answers for that from the leadership, the pastors, the evangelists, the prophet, the teachers, the pastors that come on this show, the apostles that come on this show. So 
uh, we always get some great answers on that. And, um, you know, the answer is uh, always from every one of them, at least a part of it is that, that we, the church, we have a role to play in that. We have a role to play in the deliverance of the drug addict. Uh, and that's simply because the drug addict is lost. It is the role of the church to seek and save the lost and give them the name of Jesus, that name that's above every name, as Acts 4.12 says, By no other name shall a man enter the kingdom of heaven. By no other man, by no other name shall salvation come. And so, uh, which I'm going to get to talking about that name here in a minute. Uh, I'll probably preach on my at my church what I'm sharing with you today because it's just powerful. I had a interesting day yesterday which I'm going to get into that testimony here shortly um but uh it was it was uh it was just an incredible day uh an incredible thing happened uh miraculous thing happened which we'll get into here shortly but there's no other name folks and we as the church we've got to be giving people and teaching people that great name and that name is Jesus deliverance is found there healing is found there uh, everything that you need is found there. Uh, and of course, salvation. So praise God for that. So without further ado, I want to jump into the word of God today. We're going to read just a couple of scriptures and then I am going to begin to speak to you about uh, something that is uh, uh, on my heart uh, today. And it, it is something that's on my heart because it I literally just witnessed some of this stuff that uh, that I'm going to talk to you about. So let's get into the word. I'm coming to you from Acts chapter 19. We're going to start in verse 11. And I am reading from the Passion Translation today. Uh, so if you have your Bibles, you have your phones, wherever you're listening to, grab that Bible and follow along with me real quick. So verse 11 here says, God kept releasing a flow of extraordinary miracles through the hands of Paul. Because of this, people took Paul's handkerchiefs and articles of clothing, even pieces of cloth that had touched his skin, laying them on the bodies of the sick, and diseases and demons left them, and they were healed. Now there were seven itinerant Jewish exorcists. These men were being paid to exorcise demons, itinerant preachers you ever heard of them that go around from city to city place to place preaching um and so the there were seven itinerant jewish exorcists the sons of Sceva, the high priest who took it upon the high priest uh, who took it upon themselves to use the name and authority of jesus over those who were demonized they would say we cast you out in the name of jesus that paul preaches one day when they said those words, the demon in the man replied, I know about Jesus and I recognize Paul, but who do you think that you are? Then the demonized man jumped on them and threw them to the ground, beating them mercilessly. He overpowered the seven exorcists until they all ran out of the house naked and badly bruised. Father, I just ask for your anointing as I preach this message, teach this message today, talking about this from a recovery standpoint here on the show. Lord, anoint my lips, anoint my heart, and anoint my mind, and may we understand the power 
of the name of Jesus that is available to us when we are right with you. Father, help me today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, so as we get started here, I do want to break out and maybe I should go ahead and read this, but the Bible actually goes on to say there in verses 17 that a great revival broke out after this had happened. And the Bible says that many believers publicly confessed their sins and disclosed their secrets. Large numbers of those who had been practicing magic took the book of scrolls and incantations and they burned them. This was worth millions of dollars. Uh, sorry, I needed to go up one verse, but it says, Great fear fell on the entire city, and the authority of the name of Jesus was exalted. This to me is just mind-blowing, and, and, and I, need to, I need to get to that uh, here in a second. Heck, let's just go there now. Even though the seven sons of Sceva got beat up, bruised, beaten, mocked by this demon. What was crazy to me while reading this was the fact that great fear came upon the people that had heard this and the entire city and the authority of the name of Jesus was exalted. These people did not look at the fact that the demons whooped up on these brothers who had no business trying to invoke the name of Jesus because they were not believers in Jesus. They were Jews who had not yet been converted. That is why the name of Jesus was not used in power by these individuals, which I'll get to that here in just a second. But I love this about this uh, is that great fear fell on the people because people realized, oh, we've been seeing and hearing about the miracles of the apostles and Paul and Paul's, they, this brother's had handkerchiefs touch him and demons get to running. This brother carries the authority, but Paul doesn't cast out devils in his own name. Paul doesn't preach in his own name. Paul preaches and casts out devils in the name of Jesus, for there is no other name under heaven. Amen. And so the people, I love this, the people were smart enough to realize they were smart enough to realize that it was about the name of Jesus. And if you're in right relationship with Jesus, you can cast out devils by the name of Jesus. You can walk in power by the name of Jesus if you are in right relationship with him. That's why they started confessing their sins. That's why they started disclosing their secrets. That the power of God on display made these people realize, I've got to get right with God. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel like shouting right now because I'm here to tell somebody today that the power of God on your life with others on the sidelines watching can help them to realize I've got to get right with God. The power on display. Paul goes on to say later in Corinthians, he says, I didn't come to you with eloquent speech. Come on, somebody. I didn't come to you with a clever, relevant three point sermon. Come on. I didn't steal a sermon from the latest, hottest pastor or podcast like Stephen Furtick or somebody. I, I didn't rip off somebody's stuff. No, I came to you in demonstrations of power. Shoo. Paul would walk in the power. Jesus walked in the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus didn't even have to go 
looking uh, for devils. They came up and bowed before him and say, what have you to do with us, son of the most high God? Is it our time yet? Are you running us off yet? Do we have to leave this piece of territory, aka this human body that I'm trying to attach myself to? Because see, we understand about demons. Demons want and need a bodily host to function in the earth. Oh, I'm about to teach you something right here. See, demons need a bodily host and want a bodily host to make things happen in the earth. Watch this. Why do you say that and how do you know that? Well, when God makes a decree, he is a king. And so when God makes a decree and says a thing, it is such. And God made a decree in as such in Genesis that said, man shall have dominion in the earth. This shall be man's domain in the earth. So Satan understands and knows if he wants to accomplish something in the earth, it is going to have to come through mankind. Help me, Holy Spirit, to preach this thing. Because do you understand too, that's why Jesus came in a human body. Jesus was with the Father in heaven before he came to the earth. And his name in heaven was not Jesus. His name in heaven was the Logos. John 1.1. 1, 1. In the beginning was the Logos. And the Logos was with God. And the Logos was God. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. That Word is Logos. The Logos became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus came into the earth with a human body because it was going to take a human body to give back dominion to mankind on the earth and to reverse the curse and it was mankind and a physical body that has dominion on the face of the earth Woo, that's some good teaching i hope y'all catching this right now so jesus here jesus the name of jesus is what I'm talking about here. So the, the name of Jesus. Great revival breaks out. Great revival breaks out there in Ephesus. And the name of Jesus and the power and the authority of Jesus is magnified. Can I just say this real quick? We need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the gifts of the Spirit. We need the Holy Ghost. Do you understand that Jesus didn't walk in miracles until he until he carried the Holy Ghost after his baptism? I'm not saying that he couldn't walk in miracles before that. I'm saying he didn't. But what I do know is that he did not operate in miracles and do the work of his father until after he carried the Holy Ghost. And we over here trying to put the Holy Spirit on a shelf, y'all. I just, I do not understand this. Paul, a man who was filled with the Holy Spirit and power, he was filled with tongues and revelation and prophecy. He said, all y'all speaking, he said, I speak in tongues. I pray in the Spirit more than all y'all, but I wish you'd prophesy. See, he, he prayed in the Spirit and prayed in tongues, prayed without ceasing as he commanded. He commanded others to pray without ceasing because he was praying without ceasing. But Paul, he was a man who was connected to the power. He was a man that was connected to the power. That's why handkerchiefs could touch him. That's why articles of cloth could touch him. And they could touch and heal the sick. And they could drive out devils just by the touch of his skin. Because he had been in the glory. There we go too. 
You, you can't carry the power unless you get in front of it. You can't carry the power unless you connect with it. You can't carry the power unless you are connected to the source. And what is that source, my friend? It is the Holy Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God kept releasing a flow of extraordinary miracles through the hands of Paul. Because of this, people took the handkerchiefs and the cloth and all these things and demons were driven out. Now let's get to this part here, verse 13 and 14. Now there were seven itinerant Jewish exorcists, sons of Sceva, high priest, who took it upon themselves to use the name and authority of Jesus over those who were demonized. And they would say, we would cast out, we cast you out in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches there was just one problem with this these brothers did not were not in right relationship with jesus they were jewish exorcists the sons of the high priests and the high priests were still condemning christianity at this time so they were not they just wanted to use the name of jesus use the power of jesus and get a paycheck they were itinerary uh, exorcists come on y'all know what i'm talking about they would go from house to house and they would collect a check trying to deliver these folks from demons and they would go in their prayer see there's one problem with trying to cast out demons you better carry the power to cast them out and, and you might be saying well caleb well what in the world does this have to do with recovery and what you're talking about today you told us at the beginning of this that that you were going to be talking about recovery issues and something and how this ties into recovery and let me just get into that real quick and right now so one of the things that sparked this and got me here, I, I was thinking about preaching something different at my church Sunday. Who knows? I still might. I was thinking about talking about something different on the on the show today. But man, really felt provoked when praying right before jumping on that I needed to share this because we need the power of the Holy Spirit, number one, and we need to be using the name of Jesus and the power of Jesus' name. But I came with a warning for some folks today, too. Don't be invoking the name of Jesus if you're not in relationship with him. You're going to end up like the seven sons of Sceva, beaten, bruised, and naked, and you are going to be laid out there for public display. So let me get into why I'm tying this and how I'm tying this into recovery. Y'all, I've got an episode out on season one where I talked about, I talked specifically about uh, in Galatians chapter five, where Paul uses the word pharmakia when talking about sorcery and witchcraft. Pharmakia is the Greek word that's translated there sorcery and witchcraft we know the works of the flesh are evident and it goes on to this big long list of sins adultery fornication lying cheating stealing all this stuff and then throws in that word sorcery and witchcraft and that word is easy for us to mull over it's easy easy for us to well you know i'm not i'm not mixed up in in uh sorcery or witchcraft i would never do anything my life's jacked up i i drink too much i take a few many pills but i would never i would never do that but you're not realizing that when you are participating in those things that are taking you out of your sober mindset you are now have opened your mind and your spirit for the spiritual realm and you have opened the door for the enemy and this is where demonization happens this is where demonization happens. Help me, Holy Spirit, try to try to break this thing down because look, 
this is this is where I don't believe that Christians who are filled with the Spirit of God, Christians who are filled with the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit is indwelling on the inside of them. I do not believe that they can be demon possessed. But let me tell you something right now. I have seen some things and I've seen some things with people who've been in the church. I've seen some things with people who have confessed. Watch this now. They have confessed with their mouth that Jesus is Lord, but they could not have believed it in their heart because if they believed it in their heart, their life would have been changed. And so we've got a lot of people around here running around here, believing that they're saved, believing that there are Christians, but they are actually demonized because we've preached this gospel that says, just confess with your mouth. And we, we say the believe in your heart thing and you shall be saved. But we really better start nailing that thing down about believing in the heart. A confession to Je Do you have a confession to Jesus or do you have a life lived? Do you have fruit or evidence? Jesus says there's going to be a lot of people that say, you know, that they, they follow me. There's going to be a lot of people that say they love me, but all you got to do is look at their fruit. And when people are running around and wilding out and acting crazy, I don't care how many times you confess that Jesus is Lord. James chapter five says that even the demons believe in God. Good for them. They have a better response, actually, because they tremble and shake. They tremble and shake. They have a better response than most human beings. But they're not entering into the kingdom of heaven. They're not entering into the kingdom of God. They're not getting born again. So we have too many people that have confessed Jesus, but they have not really believed in their heart and gotten born again. So, Caleb, what are you trying to say when it comes to this thing in recovery? I'm mentioning this this whole thing and the Lord has took me here um, because me and a friend I need to be very, I'm going to be very careful with, with what I'm saying here, but um, to protect people and protect things and organizations and whatnot. But, but we, we had to cast out a devil yesterday. Uh, we had to cast out a devil yesterday of an addict. Um, he was an addict and I had come across him and I was uh, beginning to speak to him and talk to him. And this person believed in God and believes in God and believes that Jesus is the son of God, but his life did not reflect that. So I come across this individual and I'm speaking to him, kind of speaking some life into him and encouraging him. I was about to leave actually and, and get back to doing what I needed to be doing, but tears began to flow down his cheeks, help me, Holy Spirit. Tears began to flow down this brother's cheeks, and he said, He said, Pastor Caleb, something's wrong. There's something on me, connected to me. Something is wrong. Something has attached itself to me. Something is wrong. I need deliverance. I need prayer. I need help with this thing. And I stopped what I was doing and I, I felt the nudge of the Holy Spirit say, you better not leave this situation right now. This is something that needs to be handled. So we went inside where we was and um, we went inside where we was 
and he began to sit on the couch and he began to tell me about his life and uh, how he was from Los Angeles and how he was gang banging and grew up just horribly. His uh, he told me his testimony, you know, and before I was going to pray for this brother, I needed to hear about his life. I wanted to hear about his life. I wanted to see and hear this man's story to see what all was going on. And he began to break down his life and and tell me of the horrific things that he had been a part of, the horrific things that he had seen, the horrific things that he had done. He had even been in federal prison several several times. His his mother was in and out of prison, abusing him. He told me, this was the craziest thing yesterday. He told me that there was one emotion that you were allowed to have in his household growing up as a child. That you were allowed to have in the household growing up as a child. And you would maybe think that that emotion or that feeling would be happiness. Maybe you would think it would be joy, you know, uh, maybe the the parent didn't want him to cry or even be sad maybe that wasn't allowed or or whatnot but but he told me the only emotion that was normalized in his home was anger wow was anger and so we began to talk and 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 you know he began to tell me that he didn't really think that he had a a drug problem he began to to tell me that he he didn't really think he had a drug problem, that he knew he had a spiritual problem. He was at least smart enough to recognize that, but that he didn't have really have a drug problem. He he knew that something was attached to him or on him and he could feel it and he can hear it and he can he was he was he it, this thing was on him, y'all. I I'm not kidding when I say that the man was demonized. You'll understand what I'm saying when I re- share the rest of this here shortly, but you know, I began to talk to him about the pharmacia thing. And I said, look, the enemy wants you to believe that you don't have a drug problem and that drugs aren't a problem. And, you know, smoking a little weed here and there and, uh, uh, you know, smoking primos. That's what in the streets, what primos are is where people put cocaine on cigarettes and they smoke it and it gets them high. It's basically free bracing, free, uh, free basing cocaine. Uh, and so they... Uh, that that was the things that he enjoyed to do while he was on the streets, but he didn't think he had a problem. But I began to reveal to him, look, brother, yeah, you got a problem, man. Uh, and you're practicing pharmacia and you're practicing sorcery and witchcraft. And when you do that, you open up a portal and you open up a realm to the enemy. And now you are a target and you have a target on you're back and now you are free free you you are free lunch uh to the enemy and so um i began to reveal that and then i started talking about man i i i began to start talking about um the love of god and how god loved them and how god had a plan for him and that him practicing pharmacia wasn't it it wasn't any god god's plan was none of that for him and I began to watch the tears. Uh, I, man, every hair on my body standing up right now, t- retelling this story, rehashing this thing because it was so real yesterday. It was it was wild. But uh, tears began to fall down this brother's cheeks again. And I seen that the Lord was ministering to him big time through what I was saying. And the Holy Spirit was in the room. And uh and he began to cry and he stopped me mid-sentence. He said, Caleb, Caleb, this is what I'm talking about. Something's wrong. 
I'm feeling this emotion right now of anger. And there's something in me that literally wants to lash out at you right now. He told me that. I said, okay, well, I see what we're dealing with now. And you're right. You do have something attached to you. It's a demon and we're going to handle it here in a minute. Uh, But I knew that it was a demonization situation because I could see the emotion of the actual person. See, we don't wrestle. Hell yeah, here we go. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, y'all. We wrestle against principalities and powers and authorities and spiritual wickedness in high places. So we don't we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. My problem was not him. My problem was the thing that was attached to him or possibly even on the inside of him. When we talk about demonization, oppression and possession, I believe are two different things and two different levels. But this is where it began to get crazy. So uh, we began, I I called in uh, a brother of mine and we began to pray over him. And I said, hey, come over here. We got a a situation. And uh, he came over. Um, and I wanted, you know, to have a brother in the Lord, uh, two is stronger than one. Amen. Uh, so we brought two levels of the Holy ghost into the room, but called him in so that we could pray over this brother. And we began to pray and I just began to lift up the name of Jesus and worship Jesus. And this brother let out the most, uh, it was a, a, like a screeching sound from hell And his whole body locked up, tears flowing, spit, snot flowing, body locking up, screaming, screaming and going crazy. And uh, then the devil began to, and I say the devil, I don't believe this was Satan or Lucifer. This is obviously his minion. Uh, We give the devil too much credit. Sometimes he's not omnipotent. He's not omnipresent. He's not everywhere at all time. Uh, He is not God. Amen. So... Uh, anyways, this devil, this demon that was connected to this person uh, began to uh, start to run its mouth a little bit and begin to say, no, I'm not leaving him. He's mine. Uh, began to try to stop up its ears um, and try to engage with me. And I, I do want to say this for folks that are looking for training and deliverance um, and things like that. Number one, when dealing with a demonized person, I never lay hands on them. And I get that from the scripture. Jesus always spoke to the demonized. He laid hands on the sick. So he did not lay his hands on the demonized, but he spoke to the devil and the demons and he cast them out by his mouth and by his words. So I never lay hands on an individual who I believe to be oppressed or possessed uh, when dealing with spiritual issues. So, um, I began to speak and began to cast that devil out, began to tell him that he had to go. He had no place there. Uh, we began. I began to have this brother renouncing his sin, renouncing his mess, renouncing uh, you know, all of his lifestyle, the lifestyle that he had lived up until this point. Um, and, and, and I also, too, uh, I don't encourage while dealing with these situations um, that you partake or entertain the demon very much because they'll try to go back and forth with you because the longer they can go back and forth with you, the longer they get to stay. 
But if you just continue, come on, to invoke the name of Jesus and say, nope, I don't have time for this. You've got to go. I cast you out. I command you to a dry place. You leave this person. They have believed in their heart, confessed with their mouth that Jesus is Lord. By the way, I was making him do that as we were praying. He asked for it. He wanted deliverance. He was asking for it. He did not want to be this way. And so, uh, you know, we just, I just began to cast out, speak freedom. I kept using the word freedom over him because he needed deliverance from the bondage that this demon was trying to hold him into. And so uh, we just kept speaking freedom over him. We kept speaking life over him and speaking the name of Jesus. I just magnified the name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, I don't come to you in my name. I don't come to you in any other name but the name of Jesus. You've got to go. Here's your eviction notice. It's time to leave. And we went uh, for a little while. It really wasn't long, to be honest. It was probably... Uh, as far as the prayer goes, it probably lasted maybe five to ten minutes um, with the back and forth. But uh, obviously, as soon as the demon seen, I wasn't there to play games with him, wasn't there to entertain him, wasn't there to go back and forth. It's not an argument. I came to you in the name of Jesus. I'm in right relationship with Jesus. I'm not perfect, but I'm covered in the blood. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I'm not perfect, but I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. So. I gave it its eviction eviction notice and the devil had to go. So what are you trying to say when it comes to recovery? I'm trying to say that when you are practicing pharmacia, you are opening the door to the enemy. And so if you're listening to the show today and you got your little pill bottle and you got your drink, by the way, why do you think they call the liquor stores wine and spirits? You're opening yourself up. I ain't got time to mess with that, but you're opening yourself up. Um, and when you got these things going on, you got pharmacia going on in your life. See, Peter goes on to say, be sober, be vigilant for your enemy goes around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Right. If one of the works of the flesh is pharmacia, if you're getting if you're in not in your sober mind, you are going to end up in your flesh. And when you end up in your flesh, you become food for the lion. So what are you trying to say here? I'm trying to say. That you cannot be taking all these substances and all these things. You're going to be out of your right mind. You're not going to be in right relationship with the Lord. And now you will open yourself up for demonization. By the way, the brother got free. The brother got delivered. By the end of it, he said he saw a vision of Jesus on Calvary. And that he heard a voice say, you are forgiven. Shoo! I feel the Holy Spirit right now. He lifted his hands with tears falling down. And he just began to say, Jesus, 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 over and over again. Come on, that's the power of God. We need the power of God, right? So I said this to say this too with the recovery community. Like, you got to pay attention. And when you are dealing with people who are practicing pharmacia and practicing these things, sorcery and witchcraft, you need the power of the name. Come on. See, these these brothers, these seven sons of Sceva, they were not in right relationship with God. So the name didn't even mean anything to them, to this demonized person. It, it didn't mean anything to them. And so when they invoked the name of Jesus, it, it didn't it didn't it didn't hold no weight. 
because they were not in right relationship. This is the word, y'all. Like, you can you can try to come at me with some theology if you want to, but but this is the word. These people wasn't right with God, so the name of Jesus didn't mean anything to this devil. I dare to say this. It's just another name unless he is real to you. Unless he is real to you, unless you have believed in him in your heart and confessed with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord. Look, if he is not the Lord and Savior of your life, he's just another historical figure to you. But if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that he is the Lord and you have been filled with the Holy Spirit and power, when you invoke the name of Jesus, every devil has got to bow, every demon has got to bow every fallen angel has got to bow and it will bow and all the presidents are going to bow at the name of at the name of Jesus come on Muhammad's going to bow at the name of Jesus Gandhi's going to bow Buddha's going to bow Trump's going to bow Obama's going to bow Biden's going to bow Bush is going to bow Abraham Lincoln's going to bow your favorite politician is going to bow at the name of Jesus. Every warlock, witch, and devil is going to bow to the name of Jesus Christ. And when you're in right relationship with him, you carry the power of that name. What are you trying to say, Pastor? I'm trying to say get right with God. I'm trying to say be right with God. And you have the power. Can I just say this too? There ain't nothing special about me. I ain't. Y'all understand this too? Watch this. I ain't even been through no deliverance training. I haven't. I've never been through no deliverance. I just, I read my Bible and I do what my Bible says to do. I spend time and engage with the spirit of the living God. I get in the glory of God and some of it gets on me just like it happened with Moses. Come on. You don't have to have training. You just got to have the name. Come on, somebody. You don't have to have training. You just got to have the name. You just got to have right relationship with him. You've just got to ask him for the power and use his name and be right with him. And when you are right with him, my God. Goodness, the power is available and on the inside of you because when you're right with him, you carry the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, as Romans 8, 11 says. I feel the Holy Spirit on this. Come on, I want to encourage somebody today that you have the same Holy Spirit. I'm nobody special, I'm not proclaiming to be nobody special. Uh, and, and, and here's this. I was weeping before God earlier just thanking him that he would even use me in this capacity for I am not a perfect man I am a flawed man serving the master but because of what he did on Calvary y'all because of what he did on Calvary because of what happened in Acts chapter 2 where the Holy Spirit see the Christ Never left the earth. Jesus left, but the Christ never left the earth. The Holy Spirit is available and on the inside of us. What are we doing with it? Because there's people outside that are bound. And we carry the name that is above every name. And at the name of Jesus, every tongue shall confess and every knee shall bow. 
we got we got to deliver these folks the recovery community they're bound the 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 addiction community excuse me the the people wrapped up in addiction they are bound they're bound they're bound but we have the name that can break every chain hallelujah feel that we have the name that can break every single chain we've got to do this and accomplish these things for the kingdom of god well that's today's show folks i just i just want to encourage you with that that brother left that room free yesterday he left that room free and i guarantee you that there's somebody who is close to you around you in your vicinity in your family in your city that is bound by demons bound by the demonic because of the pharmacia because of the witchcraft and sorcery through drug use or alcohol abuse that they have invoked and brought upon themselves and you have the name that can heal them that can set them free and deliver them let's go be the hands and feet of jesus and be the body of christ and do the things that God has called us to do. We won't end up like the seven sons of Sceva if we're in right relationship with him. We can do this and we can change the world because we carry the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. And when you're in right relationship with him, there's a name above every name that is available to you. Amen and amen. I want to pray with you real quick. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the word that went forth today. We thank you for this episode. We thank you for this show. We thank you for this opportunity to get to go across the airwaves and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ around the globe through this show. Father, thank you for the opportunity. Lord, thank you for the listener today. Lord, I pray that you would bless them, heal them, protect them, save them, and deliver them. May they engage with your spirit and engage with your word and be the world changer that you have called them to be. Father, we give you the glory and we give you the praise for it. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen and amen. Tune in to next week's episode on the Recovery to Recovered podcast. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you would like to support the ministry of the Recovery to Recovered podcast, you could go to canvaschevyville.com or bethebushministries.com. If you're enjoying the content that you are receiving here on the show, you can also follow me on social media on TikTok at Pastor Caleb Mack, as well as Instagram, Pastor Caleb Mack, and on Facebook under Caleb McCall. Be blessed. Until next time on the Recovery to Recovered podcast.